Now, before, before we dive into our picks and the trends, the, the, the one thing I want to make sure we address and talk about at least a little bit, you know, I think everyone is wondering if deals are back. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that RV prices went bonkers. Um, there were supply chain issues, uh, limited inventory, no deals, right? I mean, people were paying close to MSRP for a lot of things. So I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, was, was the show pricing good? Are deals back? Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's special episode of the RV Atlas. Today, Stephanie and I are going to be covering the Hershey RV Show, talking about some of the trends that we spotted there, and also sharing some of our top picks from the show. Now, I remember 10 to 12 years ago when we first started getting into RVing, at least for me, I was fascinated by the Hershey Show and the Tampa Show, and I wanted to go to both of them so badly. And at that time, People would debate and argue about which one was bigger, Um, but I never really realized how different both of these shows are. To me, they are actually radically different shows, and I thought that for our new listeners and people that are new to RVing out there, or just people that haven't been to either of these shows, that maybe Stephanie and I could talk about that for a minute. So, Stephanie, how would you break down like the differences between the two shows? Because to me, they're totally different. So, first of all, I don't I think it's silly that anybody tries to debate the size, you know, like which one is bigger, because Tampa has both more RVs on site every year, year over year. And they also have more people attend year over year. Right. So so really they're bigger. It's bigger, you know. But um the the Hershey show is a completely different type of show. It really is more of a bread and butter shopping show. So this is a place where you are going to see acres of travel trailers. You just are. You're going to see many, many more RVs that are within that like mid-range price point that most people buy at. So, you know, if you if you look at the numbers from the RVIA, you know, every month when they the sales numbers, sometimes people who don't track those things are shocked to know that, you know, over 80% of the RVs purchased in this country are Travel trailers are towable. I should say towable. It's almost like 89%. It's so high. And then motorized is a very small sliver. Well, you go to Tampa and you really do see that it's a more specialized show. There are many more motorhomes at Tampa. There are many more higher price point RVs. It is more of a luxury show. Why? You have more retirees. You have snowbirds. You have people who are living in their RVs in mass at the Tampa show. You also have more people, more manufacturers showing off their latest and greatest. Why? It's just because of when it takes place during the year. The Hershey show takes place in September every year. And manufacturers are rolling out their 2023 models, but it is incredibly hard for them to get a lot of them 
to the Hershey show in time. A lot of them, the proto- it, it, prototypes are like getting like doorknobs put on at this point in the year. And in fact, following up on the Hershey show about a week or two later, there's Open House in Elkhart, which is an industry event where they actually do. And, and you're not exaggerating. They are literally finishing no, are. the RVs yeah. to get them to Open House. Right. So seeing the brand new at Hershey is, it's harder. You're not yes. going to see as much brand new. But, but you're going to see a little and Tampa, by the time Tampa runs, rolls around, just to finish that like difference, Tampa, they have their 2023s dialed in and available for purchase and at dealerships. So at Tampa, it's much easier for them to get all of the units that they really want to make hot. And, and people that are seriously shopping kind of have seen and researched yeah. the 2023s and they are going to see them. Yeah. But a couple points about all those great points you just made about the shows. In a sense, these are the two biggest RV shows in the country. In a sense, they are still both regional to me. In mm-hmm. in a sense, Hershey really is dominated by a lot of vanilla. It's 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 dominated yes. by what what a lot of people buy in the northeast. I mean, we do not live in a typical. place where there's It's typical. Super, <laughs> the, what people buy Bread in the butter. northeast yeah. is super typical in terms of travel trailers at a certain price point for families or or seasonal sites. You're not seeing a lot of teardrops, you're not seeing a lot of the things that are popular out west. Off-road, yeah. Yeah, and then and then Tampa is also in a sense like Stephanie just broke it down so nicely. It is kind of regional too. You have a high money crowd, people that are living in their RVs uh year round and that beautiful Florida sunshine. But then the thing about Tampa that takes it over the top to me, and when we keep saying Tampa, we mean the Florida RV Super Show in Tampa, um, is that the niche manufacturers do tend to be really be there to, to be seen and to show off their products. Where at Hershey, frankly, a lot of the smaller independent companies aren't even there to look at their stuff. The big three Thor, Forest River, and Winnebago dominate dominate Hershey. Yeah. And then some of the independents, for the most part, with a few exceptions, are like sprinkled around the edges of the show and sometimes buried in places where they're even hard to find. Well, Hershey, like I just keep saying bread and butter because that's how it feels. But Tampa also has an edge on the fact that it is a PR event. So at Tampa, the, the, the news outlets, not just RV news outlets, but like all the news outlets, they're going to be there. There's so much more coverage of that. So when independents get to Tampa, they know that they can get um, airtime, right? They can get news coverage there in a way that you could never get from Hershey. Hershey is about buying RVs. Tampa is about a lot more than that. It's the scene. It's an event. It's a festival. The on-site fairgrounds, all the RV influencers tend to be there. Uh, You know, if you're in the industry, everybody tends to show up at Tampa. And plus it's it's also Florida in January. Like it's an appealing (laughs) place for a lot of people to go, oh, well, let's go to the show or let's go do some coverage at the show for our YouTube channel or whatever. Where like, you know, Hershey in September is nice, but it's not Tampa in January. Look, it's a hard time of year, too, for families and stuff. Like, look, everybody just got back to school in the Northeast. You know, I ran out there for a couple of days. I couldn't squeeze out anymore. It's such a busy time of year. So, I mean, you know, we just went on and on. But I think that it's, you know, it, they are incredibly different shows. And it's valid to 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 know that before you're going. Yeah, and say say you live far away from both of them. And you can only go to one 
and to really seriously research buying an RV or just to go have fun, I think you can tell from what Stephanie and I are saying that we both really love the Florida RV Super oh, Show yeah. more. Yeah, no, it's just another caliber. And I was, uh, we, uh, you know, that was we weren't there for two years, I think, right? Because of the pandemic, it was a two years off of the Tampa show and going back last year. And you just get there and you're like, oh, I miss this. Like, it's just a fun place. It, it is fun. Yeah. Now, before, before we dive into our picks and the trends, the, the, the one thing I want to make sure we address and talk about at least a little bit, you know, I think everyone is wondering if deals are back. Mm-hmm. You know, we all know that RV prices went bonkers. Um, there were supply chain issues, uh, limited inventory no deals, right? I mean, people were paying close to MSRP for a lot of things. So I think a lot of people are wondering, you know, was was the show pricing good? Are deals back? Now, I, Stephanie, I'm curious to see what you think here. <laughs> I'm curious but, to see what you think. Well, I have an opinion on this. <laughs> uh, my opinion is that they were listing really high show prices, that they were throwing the numbers out there, that they've gotten accustomed to these last two insane RV years. Um, but my opinion was that those numbers were not sticking as much and people definitely did have the ability to bargain more and drive those prices down a bit. And that, of course, is very dependent on what they were buying. You know, if you're there to get something that Airstream has just debuted, I don't think you're getting a great deal. If you're there going to get, you know, a pretty standard Winnebago travel trailer, Jayco travel trailer, Keystone travel trailer, I think to some degree the deals were back, but you had to work for them a bit. I don't know. And I'll be interested in hearing some anecdotal evidence because, of course, a lot of the numbers that come out of this from dealers and everything are not really – I mean, they're PR-oriented, right? They're selling a message about the RV industry My high all school the time. principal used to call it lying with numbers. Lying with numbers. Everybody does it and, you know, every industry is really great at it. So I'll be interested in hearing – I like, you know, our Facebook group has enough people – are like I connect with enough real RVers in my everyday jobs that – um I usually get a good anecdotal sense of what's actually going on out there. Um, So I will say that I walked around for a little while with somebody um, that I work with at RoadPass who has also been in the industry for a long time. And the two of us are very familiar with RV pricing, right? Like we see it every day. We see MSRP. I publish articles on all these websites all the time about this stuff. And I will say we were guessing, you know, we were applying like, okay, how much do you think that right, walking in? We were both consistently off. We were under by tens of thousands of dollars sometimes. The prices felt high to me. Still, even though I know what they've been, I was honestly expecting more of an adjustment. And maybe you're right. Maybe those stickers and the show prices that they were doing were like, see what we can get. I think maybe it's we a hit, can. there's hidden adjustments. And then people were negotiating those down further. But in the past, I always felt like Hershey show pricing was like, okay, this is a good deal. Honestly, most of the time it was like, look, if you get an RV for this price, that's a good deal. Um, and don't let somebody on Facebook tell you it's not. I, I was... I. It, I have been seeing this for years and covering it. I get it. I know prices of RVs have been crazy. I was still thrown. I was really thrown. Well, I remember when going to the first Hershey RV shows we went to and thinking, man, that RV's a bargain. Man, that RV's a bargain. Like, I remember looking at Jayco hybrid travel trailers for like $18,000 for like a 23-foot hybrid travel trailer. Now it's 40. They're doubled. 45 for a hybrid, In a lot of cases, the prices have 
doubled. I, yeah. I, I, I don't want to sound like an old cranky wait, person. It's not about being cranky. It's about being, this is the same conversation we have in the campground. I mean, we, we talk about this all the time. We're talking about resorts. Like we always used to say to people, don't complain about this resort pricing. Think about what you're getting. You're getting all these amenities built into your kit. And we'd be like, don't complain about paying a hundred dollars. And now, now that those prices have gone up to 225, I'm like, I'm complaining. So it's the same I, thing. It's like, I get what you're getting for it, but whew. I think both the RV industry and the campground industry put something very magical and powerful and long lasting at risk if they let their pricing stay where it is. And I understand in pressures from inflation, I understand all this stuff. Yeah. I think that if RVing and camping is not a more affordable or alternative yeah. to other vacations, then people will choose other vacations they will. because they will. they will get their beds made in the morning at a hotel yeah. or they'll be able to rent a gigantic house or whatever it may be. And the only RVing reason they and camping didn't, has to cost less. It has to. And the only reason they didn't feel the effects of that so much this summer was because airline tickets are still wildly inflated. So if airlines get their acts under control and flying becomes more affordable again because right now it's insane. I can't even tell you what I'm paying to fly into Chicago today later today. It's so stupid. But, you know, it is just they you I think you're right. I think they have to do it. Um I don't know that they feel the same way. I don't know <laughs> we'll that they feel, but well, hang on. I'll we'll know last comment before we dive into our picks. I went online last night to look at booking the Cape Hatteras KOA next summer. Of course, I didn't tell you this. I had no idea. Good right? to know. But the boys are really into surfing, and I'm thinking, yeah. okay, it'd be great to take a RV trip next summer and surf at Cape Hatteras. Yep. Um, it's a good camp. The pricing, I, I, I was shocked at the, you know, $200, Hi, yeah. 180 $200 for RV sites. But here's what I'll say to you. There were lots there of them were available. There were lots of them. I had see? my pick. That's there was mm. there was sites available and and granted what it's do you ne- think granted it's next Remember summer. Remember thirteen years ago when we were there in the little pop up camp, eighty dollars, seventy a night. A night. Yeah. But but here's the thing, right? right? Last year, if it's I had pop up camper that cost ten thousand dollars, I know. But last year, if I had looked for the summer ahead, um, there would not have been so many available. You would sites. have been telling me this is Jeremy's line. They're going like hotcakes. No, we got a reserve, I, I, now, and I Stephanie. totally just backed off. I'm like, I'm yeah. gonna try and get a stay, you know, one of the national park yeah. sites for uh, 20 or 30 bucks a night. 100 agree. Seven nights at 200, and Come we were on. the first ones that would have put 120 dollars down. I know. It's a, a, a big difference between 120 and 180, Oof, particularly for seven nights. All right, everybody, we're going to come back in a second with our top picks from the Hershey RV show, talk about some trends at the Hershey RV show. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camp Spot. Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call Time Out. CampSpot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America, featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. 
CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your camp spot at campspot.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with eight of our top picks from the show, and I am going to make a confession here. Stephanie went to the show first um, yes, for a, 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 a day or two, and then I had to go separately, just childcare work, That's whatever. How we parent. <laughs> she had to be there on a separate day, um, and she basically gave me a hot list to look at. She's like, "Go check out all this stuff." So, I mean, in a sense. Almost all of these picks are your picks. I'm being yeah. quite honest. But, I mean, they you were identified. Obvi- you know, yeah, they were. Um, I went from literally one end of the show to the, the other. Like, I had a very specific reason I was there, and I was doing a bunch of B-roll captures and everything. And so I walked the entire show that day. So yeah, yeah I you, do. We think had good that, boots on the ground with you. Yeah, um, getting me some good info. And honestly, I wanted to look at a lot of things that aren't trendy. Like I was, I'm totally all into looking at truck campers, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, but let's give our picks. So you told me to go take a look at the smaller grand design fifth wheels. Now as a trend, we might say baby fivers are back. I don't know. I I think so. Look, when when we first got into RVing. Uh, fifth wheels that were below 30 feet were fairly common. Mm-hmm. I do think to some degree the industry went bonkers making larger fifth wheels. And I think that those smaller fifth wheels probably didn't totally disappear. I mean, somebody out there is like, well, Arctic Fox, man. No, one. no. We you know, reviewed, I think they kind of disappeared a bit. Yeah, we reviewed the Winnebago Little Fiver for Trailer Life a few years ago. Oh God, and we, re- we reviewed this Winnebago fifth wheel for Trailer Life that was less than 30 feet. It was adorable. It was cute. We loved Loved it. We reviewed it on the cover of Trailer Life magazine, and then they discontinued the well, floor and, plan. Well, and I talked, right, I was talking to the sales manager, and they were just like, we cannot sell these. Like, we thought that they'd be a big hit because they really are like, you know, half ton, tow, blah, blah, blah. Like, they actually are, as opposed to the ones that other people are saying they are. And he, he said, we can't really sell them, so they're not doing very well. So I was like, okay, well, that was like a flash in the pan. And then all of a sudden I show up at Hershey and Grand Design is pulling them out. You told me to go find their smallest fifth wheel. And I thought I found their smallest fifth wheel. And it was like 29 feet or something. And then one of the sales guys came along. And I was all excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to cover this 29-foot fifth wheel and take some pictures. Then the sales guy came along and I said, hey, is is this the smallest fifth wheel here? And he's like, no, actually, you want to go look at the Grand Design Reflection 150 Series 226 RK fifth wheel. The 150 series, meaning it's half ton towable, and we've never been huge fans of the idea of towing a fifth wheel with a half ton, but let's, we won't go into that now. So I went and found this model and the length on this one, 26 feet, 11 inches. It is a really short fifth wheel. And let me tell you, and it's a couple's coach. This Mm -hmm. is not a family floor plan, but I walked into this floor plan and it is a really spacious, open living space with a rear kitchen, a booth dinette, a large sofa. If I, if we were in the market as a couple 
for a fifth wheel, like after the kids fly the coop, I thought this was an absolutely terrific floor plan. Yeah, really nice. I, I can't wait to see how these do for grand design. So I really like the fact that they had the booth dinette over on the um, door side of the RV, which people really like because it's over by your campsite side, as opposed to the other side, which ends up having a booth dinette a lot just for engineering reasons and where they try to put the weight. But the rear kitchen kind of helps with that. And so the seating area all kind of looks out these big windows. And I, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Is it a trend? Only buyers will tell. I love the booth dinette there and you yeah. you nailed it. Like they don't put the, they, they often do put the dinettes over in the slides because they're lighter they're than lighter. the kitchens. They don't want to yeah. put the kitchens yeah. in the slides. Yeah. Um, and then I, I posted pictures of this in the RV Atlas group and our friend Laura was like, oh, I we want that one. It's a great Because they're, I think, hitting that point where they want the couple. And somebody that doesn't want the big, right? Like honestly, the 40 foot fifth wheel, yes, it does feel like a home when you walk in. But some people do not want to drag their home everywhere with them. They do want something that is more camping manageable like feels like a travel trailer in terms of management but then also feels like a fifth wheel in terms of that livability right high ceilings more residential feeling yeah and you have huge uh, fresh gray and black um 56 78 and 39 gallon tanks there the hitch look at weight how light that gvwrs look at that the gvwr is uh, my eyes no. are so bad is that 9995 nine, 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 oh my god five. i can't read my own laptop get um, out your cheaters yeah but then at the same time like I, that's heavy to me to tow with a half done that's super well, heavy to okay, tow with a half we done not, we won't we won't pontificate there yeah. uh but anyway Being really adult, really like numbers. this i'll put the show pricing on the rvatlas.com in the show notes i'm sorry i don't have the show pricing on that one right now in my notes okay so let's move on to another fifth wheel now i uh, I've said on the podcast before, I'm a big fan of the independent manufacturers, a bunch of which have come along in recent years. I think it's good for the industry that there's a lot of players and not just the big three. So I really wanted to go take a good look at the Alliance fifth wheels because I, ha I ha to be honest with you, I haven't really looked at them closely. I, I know they've gotten a lot of buzz. Now, I'm not saying Alliance is, is new to the scene. Right. I, my, my trend here is that you're seeing independents establish and gain a real foothold in the industry. Alliance, they're not the new kid on the block they're, they're, anymore. They're, they're not. not. The, I mean, okay, so Ember, who I work yeah. with, new kid on the block, Encore, is, hasn't even, I don't know, they're just debuting products right now. Then you have Brinkley's coming out soon. There's a movement of indies right now. But Alliance is showing what's possible. They had a very large display. And I, quite frankly, was impressed. And I'll tell you what I was impressed with. The creativity and uniqueness of their their floor plans. Like I walked in to a few floor plans by Alliance and I was like, I have never seen anything like this floor plan. So the one that I picked, and I actually did find this one, uh, the Alliance Paradigm 395 DS fifth wheel. Now this thing has two master bedrooms, on one on either end. And it has a loft bedroom above one of those bedrooms. Now, clearly, this is a really big RV. This is 42 feet, 6 inches. Uh, the GVWR is over 16,000 pounds. This is a beast. Yeah. Like, and they're not scared to make beasts. Like, they do. And I do think that that's because so many of their customers actually live in their RVs or do for a a, a serious chunk of the year. So they, they, they do. This is a full, full timers yeah. rig, uh, yeah. maybe somebody on a seasonal site in Florida, but I just, I mean, you see so many of the same floor plans and I love walking into a floor plan and going, 
I don't think anyone's ever made this floor plan before. Like, I think they actually invented this floor plan. I mean, I don't know that as a fact, but I think it's cool because it's, it's like a mother daughter or it's two friends traveling full time. People do that, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could have two friends who say, let's hit the road full time. We're not married. We're not a couple. Or somebody can get kicked out when they're snoring too loud. (laughs) We are totally not going there right now. I have things I could say. I have things I could say. I will not say them. Also, what if you were grandparents and you wanted to have both a spare bedroom for your kids yeah, I think and a loft bedroom for your grandkids. For grandkids. Right. Like they can come down, visit you where you are, stay a little bit, and everybody can be comfortable. Yeah. Now, I think there's a lot of show price there. 102. $102,000 and some change. Yeah. Now, I overheard a fascinating conversation when I was in one of the Alliance floor plans. There was a, and it wasn't this one, it was a different floor plan. There was a couple looking through in great detail, and it became obvious to me that they owned this floor plan, mm-hmm. but it was, they had it from a year ago and they were looking at the changes and they were saying, oh, they fixed this. Yeah. Oh, they changed that. Now another couple heard this and said, oh, do you guys own an alliance? And the two couples started talking and said, oh yeah, we own an alliance. And the couple that was shopping said, well, what do you think? We're really getting close to buying, but we're hearing mixed reviews. We're hearing this, that, and the other thing. And there's a lot of noise out there too, right? With these things. And the couple that owned one said, we had some issues with fit and finish. We had some you know, relatively small problems, maybe a couple medium problems, but the customer service was excellent and they took care of us. And I think that that's what not just Alliance, but a lot of these independent manufacturers are trying to, how they're trying to differentiate mm-hmm. by offering better customer service than some of the larger ones. Yeah. All right. So what's next on the list? Okay. So complete disclosure. I am the brand ambassador for Ember Recreational Vehicles and I stopped by and and hung out there for a while. And it was actually quite nice. I walked into the display and a really nice, super friendly couple kind of jumped out and and was happy to see me and said they were shopping for an Ember and they own our books and listen to the podcast. And they were looking at the Ember Overland Series 191 MSL, which the, the the team at Ember likes to call the missile. Now, I absolutely love this floor plan. And to be quite frank, I wish I had this floor plan. Um, so it is, it is. So get it. Uh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll, maybe I'll, I'll, ha- I'll try and have that conversation <laughs> at some point soon. But basically it is the floor plan I have, the, the Ember Overland Series 191 MDB. But instead of having a permanent double over double bunk in the back left corner as you're facing it, they made that a storage locker, a rather spacious storage locker that still has two single bunks on a track that can be lifted. And I believe they can be completely removed. This is actually my first time seeing this unit in person. And then it has a huge door that opens up where the outdoor kitchen would be. And it has the rear cargo door to get in kayaks or whatever. Now this it's a baby toy hauler. I mean, there's so many, yeah. like this could be a yoga studio. This could be an, an office. office yeah. This could be a bunk room for the kids. This could be, I'm looking at this going, oh my God, I want to take this on a surf trip with Max and Theo and Wes because all the surfboards will fit in there and they can still sleep in there. I think like seven years ago, we were saying flexible spaces were trending, right? And now I think that this is more um, manufacturers feel like they have to have these flexible spaces. Like I don't take the same exact RV trip every time. 
Sometimes I'm bringing the e-bikes. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm bringing the paddle boards. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm bringing the kids. Sometimes I'm not. I think that that is, they're seeing that RV customers want something that isn't good in just one situation. Well, but that's all true. But then the magic of this floor plan to me, and yes, that's the trend here, uh, a couple trends here. This is an off-grid capable RV, off-road capable RV, but the flexible space is, is on trend. The magic here to me, and Ember's not the only one doing it. You walk in as a couple and you go, this RV works perfect for me. Somebody with no kids. Because mm-hmm. you just get rid of the bunks or push them up to the roof. Or you walk in with two little kids and go, this is perfect for me. And that's what New Camp's doing too. We're going to talk about that yeah. in a second. Where it's like the same RV is appealing to a couple or to a family just because of crafty, thoughtful design. And I just, not just with Ember, but with, with a lot of other people, I don't like RV companies telling me what to do with every inch of the space in my RV. And sometimes I feel like the Elkhart design principle is to shove something permanent in every square inch. This is where your griddle will go, buyer. And I I don't like that. I want to have spaces where I get to choose how I'm going to use them. And on the 191 MSL, that's what they did. And that super friendly couple that came up and said hello. Bought one that day. They took one. Did which they was really they cool. didn't take it home. You don't actually they, take they the RV get it a week home, later. but they got it a week They have later. it at home okay. right now. So show price on that, $57,000. And there's tons of equipment on there that makes it off-road capable, um, that makes that price make sense. And the exterior length is 22 feet, 6 inches, hitch weight is 600 pounds. Okay. So moving on. You told me to go take a look at the Intech OVR Expedition. Now, I will be quite blunt and quite frank, over the years from many real RV industry insiders, I have heard repeatedly that Intech makes very good quality. I love, I've, I've, heard I've that over had a crush on Intech for years. Um, years ago, I did the regular um, roundups for Trailer Life and Motorhome, right? Like that was like a regular part of my writing. Um, gosh, I was at least one every couple months, you know? So- um, and those roundups would be like, you know, whatever, uh, toy haulers, bunkhouses. Teardrops. It was like every imaginable kind of thing. And you would pick your favorites. Intech would always get one of my, e- like my first emails, right? Reaching out like, do you have anything that is blah, 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 blah. When I'm looking for these coming out, that's new. I love Intech. I just like what they do. I like that they know who they are and they don't try to be different. A little quirky. I yeah. think that they're very design forward. I think that they're – is it fair to say some European styling? Not necessarily in this one. But in this is kind of that Australian styling yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's true. You do see some of that Australian styling in it, New Zealand. So, um, yeah, so I was excited because they do have a new um, – I'm going to see it again out in open house. Um, but I was really excited to see this off-road ready. Now, a lot of theirs have been – you could always like get the lifted axle. You could always get those off-grid tires. It's not like they haven't been doing off-grid, but they really designed this for this trend, right? Overlanding has become incredibly popular. And it's only, I think it's only going to grow as a trend. And it's gone, I mean, it's been incredibly popular and sort of existed in a separate space than the Elkhart RV industry, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you have all these people making overland 
quote unquote RVs that are not actually RVIA stamped RVs. Now you're seeing all the RV manufacturers get in on the game and doing some really cool things and some kind of crossover type products. But you never see little things like the twin beds you see in Airstreams and in uh, Winnebago motorhomes. You get excited every time you see twin beds in an RV, and we should probably not go into <laughs> detail about that. I this. could say some things. No, the, tw- the so twin beds in RV, which obviously always can can you? I mean, not always. Most of the time, you can transfer that into a I king. Think it, that, by, that, that was the case. Yeah, here. you put a panel down, blah blah blah. But the twin bed factor opens up a floor plan in ways it's hard to even explain because it just provides um mo- like places to move. Right? It's st- it creates a flow in the RV. It also stops the whole climb over thing that people hate in smaller RVs. If you have to climb over someone to get out of the bed in the middle, I of the jump night over you, so I don't even touch. You. Right. Like these, the twin bed thing is, I've always loved what it does to a space in the RV. And they have it here. And also, I just felt like sometimes people say their rigs are off grid, you know, off road. And I just felt like when I was testing things like the cabinets, right? Like for like, is this going to stay closed? Is this going to like, I mean, we were talking like really strong latches. We were tra- like, it just looked like they weren't messing around. I liked it. I, I just like the floor plan, you know, and I like the L-shaped couch that creates a lot of space. And I think the table's removable. The kitchen has a fair amount of, the kitchen has plenty of counter space. I'm looking at the picture right now. They have the marine flooring that I've always really liked that you see in um, like a lot of the Jake, oh, like the Melbourne. Yes, and the and stuff. Yeah, the Airstreams. Like That's I love that flooring. Floor. It's my favorite. They had that. So there was a lot to go. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I love that. It's, I love it's that. really yeah. rugged flooring, by yeah. the way. I really like it. And also, I before we hit record, I said something to you that you really disagreed with. And I, I want to recreate that because it was <laughs> because you're right. Like I looked at it and I was like, oh, well, it's kind of a black series knockoff. And you were like, no, that's no. not fair at all. No. Because Intech's been making stuff like this for a long time. This is exactly an Intech piece of equipment. Black Series is a marketing brand. Like, I get it. Everybody's like, oh, Black Series, Black Series. Just because they got out there and did their digital marketing really well doesn't mean that Black Series thought of any of the stuff that they're pushing right now. They weren't, they weren't, you know, they didn't have the ideas. They just really did a better job over the last of year or so. to the crowd that wants that product. Yeah, they're, and, they're and, a marketing and success I don't story, get into, not an RV success story. I that's don't That's a great point. And I don't want to start knocking anybody. No, Out of well, all not, of yeah. the overlanding type of RVs that are being made in sort of the, the Elkhart paradigm. And, and I don't know, Black Series is like made in China and assembled in California or something yeah, crazy. I don't know. I, the, the one that the pricing makes the least sense to me is the Black Series. Like this one is quite a bit less than the Black Series and the Ember's quite a bit less than the Black Series. Like the Black Series price, I don't I I don't get. I'm lost on that. Well, because and you're talking you're, $90,000. Yeah. I mean, because pricing, yeah, well, whatever. We're, we could we could go down a pricing rabbit hole here. But yeah, I think that is unfair. I think Intech has made it's, it, it, ha, it is not a flash in the pan. I think it's proven it can make a quality product, but it hasn't done that at scale, right? It stayed relatively. They have actually a whole other business. Like they, they, it's not just RVs that they do. So it's just that they don't create as many of them as a lot of other like RV companies do. But that doesn't mean that they haven't um, made their mark and they haven't, you know what they have? They have a point of view and they stay, stick true to it, which I love that when brands do that. 
They don't try to be everything to everyone. Great point. And really quickly, it's 22 feet, 4 inches. The GVWR, 7,500 pounds. So hitch weight, 600 pounds. So you are really good with a half ton on something like yeah. this. Um, so and the tanks are the tanks aren't huge. The tanks are fine to me. Uh, fresh is 44. Gray is 30. Black is 26. Not gigantic tanks, but I think totally doable. All right, we're going to come back in a second and talk about the two of the big Airstream debuts. And credit to Airstream. Every year they bring something new to these shows and they innovate and they have new products and they're so consistent with it. And I'm I'm pretty much always impressed with what they bring to the table. So we're going to come back in a minute, talk about Airstream and a bunch of other stuff. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. Did you know that Thetford's Porta Potty is the original and best portable toilet? It is designed with a modern appearance, an ergonomic carrying handle, a standard lid latch, and it is durable and easy to use. There is also a removable seat and cover for easy cleaning. It also has an exclusive rotating pour-out spout, a piston pump flush, and its sealed valves keeps odors in the holding tank. Its easy-to-read level indicator tells when it's time to empty. A deodorant sample is included, and Thetford's Porta Potty comes with a three-year warranty. For easy transportation or storage, also make sure to check out the Porta Potty carrying bag. Thetford also recommends using liquid holding tank solution like Aquamax Summer Cypress Scent in your Porta Potty. Due to the size of the Porta Potty, the liquid will get the job done faster. To view their complete lineup of products, please visit thetford.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Stephanie and I are covering the Hershey RV show, giving you our top picks from the show for pictures, for more specs, for all the show pricing, for anything that we're missing here. Go to the RVAtlas.com and check out the show notes and you can take a look at all these rigs. So the trend here is that Airstream's always on trend. Yeah. And that, that's not easy to do. Like, I know that to stay on top is hard. To get on top is really hard. To stay on top is probably harder. And every year they have something interesting to look at. If there's any company that probably could do the same thing over and over and over again and be fine, it's Airstream. Well, and they do. They do. Bambi. They do, right? <laughs> like, Some of the things are the same the thing over and over again. Like, yeah, the flying cloud. Like, they could. And they do. Like, in a way, sometimes an Airstream display can feel like that. But, you know, you're just like, okay, Air, what's the difference between all of these? But they have always continued to grow and change and adapt to their customer base too. Like in Tampa last year, oh, their desk, right? Moving movable desk up, down, flipped into a regular um living space. Like they're like, oh, many of our customers are working on the road. Let's create these flexible workspaces within our airstreams. That is saying it's important to us to grow and change with our audience. So that's really um an important thing for an iconic brand. Well, and I think that what you just said is um, ties into these two debuts they had in terms of growing and changing with their audience. I think you're right on point. So the two we're going to talk about are the Airstream range line, which is a gla glass, a gas class B on the Dodge, on the Ram ProMaster chassis, yeah. okay, which is, I think, the first time Airstream's ever done anything on this as chassis. As far as I know, yes. And then also the Airstream Basecamp 16X REI edition. This is the one Stephanie has, but Stephanie does not but have, the REI, have the REI edition. edition. So I, I guess like 
what makes these different to me is that you see Air, Airstream makes very expensive Class Bs on the Sprinter chassis mm-hmm. that I to, to me they always look like they're two hundred thousand dollars or one hundred and eighty thousand. See, that's that older mentality of pricing because they're not okay. two hundred. I, I, I hate being outdated, and I always appreciate you. Update. So they're two two hundred plus. Yeah. Okay, but so now here's an Airstream Class B that you could have for the bargain price right. of one hundred and thirty four thousand dollars. Right, and it but, is about that that. Dodge chassis that brings right. Winnebago does this too. It brings the pricing down on their class Bs. And, but but look, for me personally, like I love class Bs. I'd like to get a class B with you one day and drive all over the country. I would be totally fine with the ProMaster chassis. I, I people like the ProMaster chassis. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's not a sprinter. It doesn't cost right. as much. It's not as durable. It's not a diesel, but. I would be fine getting the ProMaster. So to me, they are making this a, a more accessible price point for an Airstream. And I thought it was beautiful inside. It looks like an Airstream inside, every inch of it. I think that's true. It has all of the fit and finishes that you expect in an Airstream. When you walk in, it doesn't feel like a budget. No. Class B, a budget version of an Airstream Class B. So it feels thoughtful. It feels comfortable. It feels luxurious. Um, Light and spacious and airy for a Class B, that's what Airstream manages to do, right? Airstream manages to bring this really airy, stylized quality to their entire line. So that's important that they replicated that in the Class B. My question is... Is will this – it's so close to like what Winnebago is doing in their more affordable – Travato. Tra, like the Travato, the Echo, right? Like this kind – that kind of Class B. My question is why would somebody – I and this is a real question. Why would somebody choose the Airstream – Range, you know, for one simple reason, range line. because they want an airstream. And it, well, right, but but for the person that wants an airstream that bad, will this satisfy that? Right, like if it's not on the Sprinter chassis, it's such if a it's not wonderful community. There's yeah, so much yeah. tradition, and I, I think the people that want into the community will spend more on it. But that being said, I have always, always admired Winnebago for their community, for their yeah, owner community. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and that's they have great rallies too, and they have they work yeah. with great people too. So it almost is a personality thing. It's it's it, to me, it's almost about like which community do you want to join? Do you want to join the Airstream community and, and pay twenty thousand dollars more? Yeah. Thirty thousand dollars more, or are you find joining do you want to join the Winnebago community? Yeah. And that's a big for a lot of RV owners that are not just buying vanilla, you are Buying into a community, a lot of people do want to buy into a certain community. They want to go to certain rallies. They yeah. want to, you know, they want to have friends that own airstreams. I mean, it sounds yeah. corny, but it's true. We all we all want to belong somewhere. Um, so I just think it's more community. I, I want just to be am interested of. in how people that make that choice, right? Like you've seen people making that choice between, I think, like Alliance and Grand Design, maybe, right? Over the years, like which, and it's true that you're talking about that community. People are going into those Facebook groups and saying, well, which of these brands do I want to, and I think that this kind of puts Airstream and Winnebago more up against each other than I maybe think, oh, you're they've totally had right. in the past. So I'm curious how that and, goes I out. gotta be honest with you too. I said, look, I found the interior of this Airstream Class B to be beautiful. I also really like the interiors of Winnebago's. Yeah. So if too. we were shopping, I I've never don't know put which that's one the I'd thing get. is I don't know either because I've never done that apples to apples right in the class B world with Airstream and Winnebago because they've always been so out of whack. Like it's always been like, okay, like I could never 
afford uh no, not even just a four, but like it's just like the thought of spending two. It was it used to be like two hundred for an airstream, right? When they first started releasing the sprinters, it would be like you know two hundred thousand. I was like, that's insane. It's, I don't even think about it. But you have an employee discount. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so totally now it's totally within reach. <laughs> Activate employee discount. I, you know that's a fascinating <laughs> question that we could hash out some other time. All like, right, that's a Let's... whole episode. Is like these different communities that the manufacturers right. built. Okay, so then the Airstream base camp. Well, we should do like a fake shopping. Like, would you buy this or this? And like, put them against each other. Like the air, like the Airstream. That's the a Trimato, fun episode too. Or like the Grand, yeah, design in the Alliance. I love it. Let's do like it. Like the new camp. Yeah. Okay. I already. <laughs> that's fun. The Airstream base camp 16X. Now you're super familiar with this. You've got one sitting in the driveway, and this is the REI edition. And a, a lot of people were looking at it. It got a lot of buzz at the show. It's a. It seems to be a match made in heaven in terms of Airstream and REI. And initially, we were both like, "Well, is it just the one?" that you have and it's just got some REI logoing on it or is it different? And I I dug into it a little bit and I think it it really is different that it's offering some really cool things that quite frankly your base camp doesn't no, have. No, my base camp is basic, okay, compared to the REI. I've got the basic base camp. But yeah, no, they they definitely designed this um as with a lot of kind of trending newer RVs, some of the things that are special are not necessarily visually apparent. So we're talking things like um sustainability was a real focus of water this, filtration right? system. Some yeah. of the materials are, are more sustainable materials offsets for carbon offsets and everything. Yes. Yeah. So the whole thing, the materials, um that all like really it's more I think about the build and also of course like there's solar there's battery you can upgrades. upgrade to a yeah. higher solar package than you can on the normal base camp you get REI cups okay so if you're gonna <laughs> spend <laughs> you're gonna spend 63k you oh get some REI gosh. cups they also give you an OXO kitchen utensil set those are actually nice <laughs> but there's a composting toilet yeah, a comp- I mean there are some things that are quite right? different yes. and you get this is the biggest one to me on the REI edition the X package is standard on the regular edition, which you have, that's an upgrade, which uh, it's an upgrade you don't have. I don't. And that if I've ever seen an RV that that needs a lift kit, kit. it's yours. That the the clearance on your black tank is like three inches from the ground. It's amazing that it's still attached to the RV. Uh, Well, we'll see if it stays attached. It'll eventually be. I'm going to get that lifted for you. I know. I'm sorry. Happy birthday. Don't know. You don't get to get somebody a birthday present. They're not asking for it. Don't want. You need to get the lift kit Uh, for the base camp. It's fine for right now. They can do it at Colonial. It's not that expensive well, i asked I think already it's like 1500 no it's not i got the price on oh, it it's like I less than thinking, 500 or something oh okay that's not i really thought it was like 15 to do that i okay. hope i hope i'm not getting yeah, that wrong yeah, yeah. so look i thought this was cool it was fun to look at it's really a tra- the base camps are really they're cool they're st- yep. they nailed the base camp product and i'm so glad we have one in our family and you better never sell that man that's like a <laughs> family heirloom for god's sake okay so moving on to our next pick uh and the trend here is crafty flexible space in smaller trailers which we we talked about with the with the ember as well i think it's fair to say we've both always been fans of new camp like we both have just always admired the look the style the quality so the 2023 new camp tab 400 teardrop trailer Definitely was getting a lot of buzz at the show because of the amazing disappearing bunk beds. Yeah. So New Camp, this is a first for them. They introduce, it's basically like a modular option because it's not actually a floor plan. 
that's different, right? right. Yeah. It's the same exact floor plan as the 400 teardrop trailer. But what you can get is it's basically like an option. And you can check off like, I want the bunk bed option. I and thought No, I thought it was standard on all of no, them. No, no, no. You can get it with out it i think from the person that i talked okay. to about it she was acting like you could get a mod like you could not so get that we'll cla- it's almost listen, like an extra battery we'll or- clarify in the show notes okay because you're i gonna do, do some think research. actually that they all come with it but i very well might be wrong okay because the thing is this bunk and bed this is new enough that maybe the person that i was talking to didn't know that like wasn't totally yeah. educated. Oh, no, I, yeah. I, I, i'm not doubling down saying i'm right okay but the point is this bunk bed two beds you know mm-hmm. the, the, and the bottom one was quite spacious the top one was smaller it to- it disappears yeah. you can totally fold it up and Easily. hide it away and it becomes seating yeah and um mandy lee and kendrick who are brand ambassadors for new camp and i i love both of their stuff on youtube and mandy lee is an amazing photographer they did a great walkthrough of this and they both like lie down on those bunk beds and kendrick's like six feet tall and he was fine on the bottom bunk really so yeah they're it's a really nice bunk setup and you kind of snap your fingers and it's gone and i i thought it was standard for that same reason oh, because it could just a couple be gone. walks okay. in and goes i want this rv or somebody with two small children walks in and says i want this rv yeah. and by the way they would need to be small children even though the bunks are spacious because the overall length on this thing i think is like 18 feet or 16 to 18 feet yeah like no that. this is not it, like a small rv is a small rv people like you're it's not like you know magically expanding like if you want something small you so have are to you have saying something that small. our three children in our the 22 foot ember was a little tight it, wait, wait three children and a dog like well, and two of our children are like yeah they're just they're large they're, they're large. getting like big yeah exactly i, I mean that in it's a complimentary like they're athletically large yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no, I'm, I'm just I, getting weird um yeah i mean it's just a small rv is a small rv you cannot expect to feel like you're in a big rv everything's relative right when we're talking this kind of size i think so. that when you're two people you can find a spacious small rv yeah i think when you're a family that's very very challenging to do so i, I don't know like I, again if we were a couple and not a family would I be seriously looking at at new camps? You know, yeah. like yeah, I th- I think they're, oh, they're a great, great brand. I think they're fantastic. I love them. I think they do a great job. Another company just like Intech that I think has a point of view and has stuck with it for years and just continues to produce a great quality within their right. Like they're, they're not world. they're probably not going to debut a fifth wheel next year, no. right? Like they they they're really good at what yeah. they do and they're an independent, right? They're not owned yep. by a mm-hmm. larger company. Yep. Uh, so just love all their stuff and they've got great brand ambassadors. Really cool company. Okay, we're going to come back in a second with our last pick, the most expensive RV at the show, I think. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at the Maryland Department of Tourism. You know what's great about Maryland? When you explore our many scenic byways, you find more, like fresh crabs and local oysters around the Chesapeake Bay served up at breathtaking waterfront seafood spots. You find the freedom to paddle through, boat on, and cannonball into this nation's most beautiful waterways. You find a trail system that's second to none, chock full of insta-worthy overlooks, 
ideal fly fishing areas and picturesque pathways. You find stories and landmarks that transcend history books, like the birthplace of Harriet Tubman and sites along the Underground Railroad. Maybe you're headed west for the breweries, vineyards, and charming mountain towns. Maybe you're going east to the ocean sandy beaches. Or maybe you're interested in one of the many vibrant historic city centers in between. Whichever direction you're traveling, there's always a way to see, do, taste, and enjoy more. Find a byway. Now is the time. Maryland is the place. Explore byway details and plan your trip at visitmaryland.org. That's visitmaryland.org. Welcome back to the show, everybody. At the Hershey RV Show, at the Tampa RV Show, the bling is always the thing. And expensive is always fun to look at. And and, and expensive always seems to be on trend. And I think this was the most expensive RV at the show, Steph. I think you so. Because okay. I was in the Cornerstones, and which were the other really expensive ones there um, from... Integra. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say Jayco, and I'm like, well, that's not right. <laughs> uh, part of the Jayco family the of brands. Family. Um, and so we were in those, and we were talking like 750, 800, 850. It's some of those larger yes. cornerstones. This, so. The show price was 829995 What was the MSRP? Nine and a half. The MSRP, look, call it a million. It was a million dollar RV. And when we walked in, we did that guessing game that I referenced before. And both of me and my coworker, who again has been in this industry. Which coworker? How about a shout out? Steven. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know if Steven wants a shout out. He just got one. He just got one anyway. So uh, Steven worked for Airstream for you. I mean, he knows the industry and we were both more than $100,000 off of our price But that's actually not even that far off. (laughs) We were like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like to me, so So this this is is the new, let's sorry, this is the Newmar London Air 4569. Yeah. And it's, I think it was, 44 feet long which is 44 10 yeah that's longer than my f-250 and our toy hauler combined this is a beast yeah and like to me well it has the it's all see a lot of the thing too about the pricing on class a's it's hard is that so much of it has to do with the engine so you have the cummins x15 diesel engine the The spartan Spartan k3 chassis chassis. it can tow twenty thousand pounds what do you want to tow with it's twenty thousand pounds i know that's a really good question it's just like a flex like what (laughs) what could you tow that's funny that that is a really interesting how much does an f250 weigh right exactly not twenty thousand pounds what's the most like what's the biggest vehicle that you uh, is a hummer i don't know (laughs) so you you could tow tow, you could tow a fifth wheel yeah okay so maybe that's you're not allowed your... to do that like you are in some states oh my God. I think, in some states you're allowed to do anything yeah but- so i mean look there is this is the thing i liked about this this actually had did have some finishes that i felt like were really nice for even this luxury class a like the like the subway tile and everything like just a step well, above excuse me the heated subway tile dear. yeah i mean that is nice it was it was nice. Like I'm not a big. This is not my style in general. Like when you walk in and you're like blinded by like all the lights, the lights, it looks and the like mirror. a discotheque. It's like a, discotheque. a little bit. It's not my personal style, but this actually had some different things that I felt like made it feel more stylish than that 
kind of category in general. I mean, it was a beautiful RV. I, I, I don't, you know, it's funny. Like I looked at all the features on this and I realized like, I don't really speak this language yeah. as a towable owner. Yeah. Like are there features this has? I don't know what they are. Like it says it has collision mitigation. What wow. does that mean? Like if it's a car. You, yeah. It's actually like moving you away. Like a oh lot of those God. things that are in those other. It's, it's, technology. Yeah, it's technology that you don't know, right? Like um, 360 cameras. Like you can see all the way around. Are you saying collision mitigation? It Look, actually I'm moves not, away well, from. Well, in a lot of those or it does the beeping and goes. Yeah. A lot of. I don't know. I if you're going to buy this, please don't. don't Double no, verify right. what like, we're I'm saying. I'm not going to say exactly. I'm saying that th that's the category of this kind of technology right now that you're seeing on a lot of cars. Um, and the 360 cameras, like you can see everywhere around your rig while you're driving. Like, I things wish like I this. had those on the truck so badly. Um, you know, I just, th this is, this has technology built into it. Look, Newmar puts out, do they put out the absolute best Class A out there, there they're probably. Certainly near the at the top. I near mean, the top. can you get any better? So this is really just the tippity top of the food now, chain here. You want this or a lake house? Yeah, that's not that's a no brainer to me. Everybody knows. Look, I I don't care what you do with your money. That's a big thing for me. Like, if you had a million dollars and this is what you want, you guess what? You get to do anything you want with that million dollars, regardless of what Stephanie thinks. I don't judge anybody. I could what care they less. Money. Yeah. I will tell you that I personally, unless I had stupid money where I could have a lake house and. <laughs> I think the people shopping for these already have a lake house. That's what I'm saying. Like it's like if I had a million dollars and I had a million dollars and I had to choose a lake house or this, obviously I'd choose a lake house because that's not a depreciating uh, asset. Now, when I was in this, was, it's, you know, it's so much fun at RV shows, like sitting in a unit and listening to people talk and just getting a sense of where people are at. I, when I was in this unit, there was a family in this unit it looking really really seriously at it like really talking through the features the details like to, in my mind they're seriously shopping then as they walked out the wife said if only we had the money and like they weren't shopping for it at all but they, so, they, they were, were still into they it they still had a total they were into on it. it now i'm gonna ask you stephanie for your pick of the show and I do a lot of work for one of the companies here that we picked. So I'm not going to do a pick of the show um, because, of course, everyone knows my pick of the show. But what, what's your pick of the show? And then I'll just end by sharing what really I got obsessed with at the show, which was has nothing to do with any of these picks. Yeah, I mean, look, if I could snap my fingers and turn my basic base camp into an REI base camp, would I do that? I probably would. You just want a composting toilet. Don't I do. You? I kind of. I really love the idea of having a composting toilet. It's pretty instead cool. Of, yeah, the winds 100%. had one years ago, right? Like they were. Yeah, gone they, with they the started it, and I think that now a lot more people do it. Um, it's just very precious, right? And you have to like, <laughs> you have to like people know will make your fun of you. You have to know your composting toilet, and you have to like be really careful with you it. Have to be in tune it. with. You it. have to be in tune with your composting. I don't so know. that that's really like your because you love your base yeah, camp. Yeah, I do like my base camp. So I I could just. I could just do the art. I mean, look, these are all my picks of the show because they're like, there are a thousand, I think there is a hundred, 1,400 RVs there or something. And these are the ones that I walked corner to corner of that show through every single display. And this was what I said was interesting. So really these are my picks of the show. <laughs> they are all your picks of the show. Now what's, I went really 
wanting to look at truck campers. And I went, there wasn't a ton of them there, frankly, but I went through all the, I went through literally every single Lance truck camper. Um, New Camp has the truck camper, yeah, like the, the Cirrus, Cirrus which, is, I, which I've always loved. Yeah, it's really cool. Day one. And I just have become upset. I, I go through these obsessions as anybody listening to the podcast knows. I've just become obsessed with truck campers because I now have a pass and I can take my truck on the beach here in New Jersey in a certain place. So I, I we've been taking the truck down on the beach all summer. And a lot of the people that have this fishing pass, I have truck campers and a lot of them have Lance truck campers. So it's just this whole other like side of RV life. You know, there's this whole community of truck camper owners here at the Jersey shore that are kind of very removed from the rest of the RV world. And I just wanted to take a look inside and those Lance truck campers are awesome. There's nothing trendy about them. Nothing trendy. I really don't think there's, but they put out a solid, uh, the most solid, most high quality product. Generators. I mean, there are lots of space. Another company that knows what they do and they do it well year after year and they after don't year. they don't blow up their product line and try and make everything nope. and then lose track of what they're good at yeah. boy yeah. lance was expensive and i <laughs> yes. 75 80,000 yeah. travel trailers but i will say again you know the reputation for quality is has been there with lance everybody i know that has owned a lance um, has good things to say about the quality so you want quality you pay for it stephanie needs to Get in her car right. and drive to the airport and go to open house. I do. I and have a date with open house. I am going to miss you this week and do my best to okay. keep the children. It's three days. <laughs> It'll it's three feel days. like a It'll week. It'll feel like an eternity. It'll feel. It'll feel that way to me too. And when we I'm will fielding make, the phone calls. <laughs> we will. We will call you fifty times Math a day with questions on Facebook. Oh my god. <laughs> Messenger oh my god. with Wesley. And we will make a god awful mess of the house, which you will never see. Yeah. All right. See you at the campground. See you at the campground. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors to Neighbor, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bears Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>